Now on to the latest in the battle over Wan Yongqing's estate. The late Formosa Plastics Group founder, who did not leave a will, is at the center of a years-long court battle between his offspring. His oldest son, Winston Wong, said Monday that he was exhausted but unshaken in his bid to reclaim his father and uncle's assets, which are locked in overseas trusts. Speaking directly to the camera in a video, he said that if Taiwan's government helped him recover the assets, he would donate them to charity after deducting legal expenses. I am not here vying for assets for myself. My life is very simple and I don't need them. I am here to say that if we were to win this legal case by the laws of the Republic of China, most of the estate would belong to the government. Any portion of it that is allocated to me, Winston Wang, I intend to donate after deducting the legal expenses that I have incurred and kept track of in detail over the years. I won't keep a single cent. I will give it all to charity. What I want is not these assets. What I want is justice. In the video, Wang accused his relatives of manipulating his father and his uncle in their old age to gain control of their assets and to move them into overseas trusts. Earlier this month, the Taiwan judiciary had dealt him a court setback by deciding not to indict his relatives for tax invasion and property law violations, citing insufficient evidence. On Tuesday, President Tsai Ing-wen oversaw the launch of the last ship in a new fleet of ocean research vessels. The new ships were built entirely in Taiwan and replaced a group of vessels that dated back to the 1980s. The new Ocean Researcher 1 is the last of the new generation to launch and will undertake open ocean research on various aspects of ocean science. President Tsai Jilong Mayor Ling Youtang and CSBC Chairman Zheng Wenlong gathered at the launch of the new Ocean Researcher 1. The president presided over the smashing of a bottle over its bow. Taiwan's previous generation of ocean research vessels was underwater for over 30 years and its facilities are outdated. The new ocean researcher fleet was commissioned by the Ministry of Science and Technology at a cost of 1.6 billion NT. The 800-ton researchers 2 and 3 already launched last year, and now it's number one's turn. This is a very important day for Taiwan. Over many years of hard work, our Taiwanese team has built new Ocean Researcher 1, and now it can finally be officially launched. Taiwan is surrounded on all sides by the sea. All of the communities of Taiwan are deeply connected to the sea, culturally, historically, economically, and even in daily life. New Ocean Researcher 1 weighs in at 1,000 tons and can carry a crew and research team of up to 47 people with 40 days fuel and provisions. With a meteorological station on its bow and an underwater positioning system, it will be capable of open sea exploration and climatic research. This formally concludes the change of eras between two generations of ships. In the future, through the collaboration of the Ministry of Science and Technology with academia and with the support of the Sailing to the Blue Sea scheme, New Ocean Researcher 1 will open up a route from Kaohsiung to Guam and Palau. It will also conduct research on the area of the Western Pacific, which produces typhoons, and on the Mariana Trench and on the North Equatorial Current. The ships are part of a broader domestic shipbuilding policy from the Thai administration. It aims to create jobs in Taiwan as well as prove the maritime capacities of the country. The Legislative Yuan on Tuesday inaugurated a Parliamentary Friendship Association for Taiwan and Paraguay. 
The association will be headed by KMT lawmaker Wen Yusha. At the event, Paraguay's ambassador to Taiwan said China had repeatedly put pressure on Paraguay to break ties with Taiwan. He said Paraguay's president had resolutely rejected the suggestion. Dice el presidente Audo, nosotros tenemos un solo amigo, que es Taiwan. As President Abdo says, we have only one friend and that's Taiwan. So he said, no, we aren't going to break relations with the ROC Taiwan because we've been friends for many years and we are loyal to our friends. We choose our own friends. The Paraguayan ambassador said Taiwan and Paraguay shared many values such as democracy, respect for human rights and non-interference in other countries' internal affairs. He said he was certain the friendship between Taiwan and Paraguay would remain strong on the basis of these ideals. Hopes are growing that a vaccine for COVID will be ready soon. The University of Oxford has announced a vaccine candidate that seems able to safely induce a strong immune response. Further study is needed to see how long that immune response lasts, researchers say. In August, the experimental vaccine will enter a phase three trial in the U.S. The coronavirus is still on a rampage across the globe, but there's good news. A vaccine could be ready soon. We have found that in over a thousand people, the safety profile looks rather good and reassuring. And importantly, we are seeing good immune responses in almost everybody. University of Oxford launched phase one, two trials on 1,077 people in April. Half were given the experimental vaccine and the other half was given a placebo. Ten of the subjects received double doses of the experimental vaccine. The results published in the scientific journal The Lancet indicate that the experimental vaccine prompts a strong immune response. So in addition to neutralizing antibodies, which other vaccines, we also see a very strong T-cell response. Researchers found that the subjects had an immune response for at least two months. More tests are needed to understand how long protection can last. But we now need to do the rigorous studies to show that the vaccine is protective against the virus in humans. By the end of the year, researchers hope to have confirmed that the vaccine can prevent COVID infection. Phase two trials are ongoing in the UK, Brazil and South Africa. A phase three trial is expected to start in the US this year. The next few weeks, we hope, will be the United States. So between those three countries, over about 40,000 more people will be vaccinated. So by the end of the year, we'll have had about 50,000 subjects in clinical trials and with a fair wind should have an efficacy result hopefully some months before that. This is promising news and it takes us one step closer to finding a vaccine that could potentially save lives all around the world. This work is being done in collaboration with UK pharmaceutical firm AstraZeneca. The company has committed to supplying more than 2 billion doses of the vaccine to the UK, US, Europe and India should future trials prove successful. So we have three, uh, which is available in peer-reviewed journals, plus we have uh, one other, uh, the BioNTech Pfizer product, which uh, the data is available on on pre-publications. The World Health Organization says there are three vaccine candidates that show promise, including the Oxford vaccine. The WHO says 24 candidates have reached clinical trials, offering a ray of hope in the pandemic. Now on to a troubling forecast for Taiwan's demographic future. In its latest update, the government said there were more deaths than births in the first six months of the year. That puts Taiwan on track to see its natural population shrink this year for the first time on record. The Ministry of the Interior also reported fewer marriages and fewer migrants compared to last year under the influence of the pandemic.
Newborns wail in the nursery, representing hope and new beginnings. In the last three years, Taiwan's births had stood above the number of deaths, but that's no more. In the first six months of 2020, about 80,000 babies were born, while 88,555 people died. That's negative population growth of 8,795, a new Taiwan record. 出生量，呃，不到八万。There were less than 80,000 births. That represents the lowest birth rate since records began in 1950, when the ROC moved to Taiwan. Secondly, we found that deaths outnumbered births. It's not just births that are slowing; domestic migration is too. In the first half of the year, just over 8,900 people moved to Taiwan. In that same period, 16,000 people moved out of Taiwan. Experts say the pandemic and consequent lockdowns are to blame. Another factor could be uncertainties in the Taiwan Strait. They say it's unlikely that the situation will reverse in the second half of the year. Marriages are also down from last year, with 6,000 fewer couples tying the knot. It remains to be seen how much that will impact the birth rate. 除了今年会破底，明年状况 It dropped to a new low this year. Next year, things may not necessarily get better. And what year is it? The year after? It's the year of the tiger. That's something that also has a very big impact. Things aren't looking too optimistic this year. Recovery is unlikely next year too, and the year after that, it will certainly be bad too. Due to a widespread folk belief, Taiwan sees fewer births in tiger years. Sociologists say Taiwan's population will likely decline over the next three years, putting more pressure on middle-aged and young adults. In the years ahead, reversing that trend will be a key challenge for the central government. The Ministry of Culture held a live-streamed drawing at noon to give away its 600 T stimulus vouchers. The winning numbers are zero, three, four, five, seven, eight, and nine. To win, a registered player must have an ID number that ends in a winning number. This drawing has generated 2.1 million winners, which is about 100,000 more than expected. The Ministry of Culture says it will deliver these extra vouchers by reallocating its budget or securing extra funds from the Executive Yuan. Two million six hundred anti vouchers were up for grabs at the Ministry of Culture's raffle on Tuesday. More than three million people applied, and two thirds of them ended up with a prize. The drawing was conducted by hand and broadcast online. The first number drawn is one. Note that this is not a winning number. We need to add up those numbers and travel around the board. The two of you, please show your numbers to the camera. The giveaway winners were chosen by moving across the board monopoly style. Culture Minister Li Yongde and Chief of Technology Audrey Tang each drew a number, added them up, and took the corresponding steps on the board to land on a square. If the last digit of your ID matches the number in the square, you're a winner. One, two, three, four, five. 恭喜尾数是零，你们得奖了！第一组，好，恭喜，中奖人有三十万。The first winning number announced was zero. The other winning numbers are three, four, five, seven, eight, and nine. Some 2.1 million people won vouchers, exceeding the government's estimates. The Ministry of Culture says it will strive to an additional 60 million NT to fund an extra 100,000 vouchers. There were about 100,000 more winners than we expected. 100,000 extra vouchers will cost about 60 million NT. We will reassess our budget and try to move some money around. If there is a shortfall, we will ask the Executive Yuan for help. If your ID number ends with a one, two, or six, don't lose heart. 
The ministry said it's planning a second round of vouchers. The second round stimulus will be aimed at those over 65 and under 18, and people with mental or physical disabilities. We will roll out this program in collaboration with the four major convenience store chains. The ministry said that seniors, youth, and people with disabilities will receive paper vouchers in the second round. It said it's working with convenience stores to execute the program, and it's still finalizing the details. The ministry said that with the epidemic subsiding, it hopes to use the vouchers to revitalize Taiwan's cultural and arts industries. The triple stimulus voucher scheme is now in full swing, but economic forecasters are unsure how much impact they'll have on Taiwan's economic recovery. Predictions on GDP impact range from a boost of 0.2 percent to more than 0.5 percent. Analysts say that the more consumers spend the vouchers on normal items they would have bought anyway, the less used the scheme will be. Surveys suggest that's exactly what more than four in ten Taiwanese citizens are planning to do. At last, the vouchers are here. But how will you spend your three thousand NT? Everyone's different. Maybe 就是平常没有在消费的东西，去住旅馆吧。啊，有一些就可能买孩子的东西。On the street, some people say they would buy essential items. That corroborates a Cathay Holdings survey, which found 42% plan to put the money toward everyday necessities. Another 24% are planning a shopping trip at a department store or mall. 14% plan to go traveling. 6% will blow it on food and drink, and just under 1% are set on some kind of artistic or cultural extravagance. This economist says the effect of the vouchers on economy recovery will be weaker if people spend them on everyday items. If the bailout is done well, people won't spend them on everyday essentials, which will lessen their substitution effect. A big substitution effect means that overall functionality of the vouchers is high. According to the Taiwan Institute of Economic Research, if citizens avoid spending the vouchers on everyday items, the scheme will boost Taiwan's GDP by 0.37 percent to 0.53 percent. Academia Sinica's estimate is more conservative, 0.2 percent to 0.3 percent, while Cathay Holdings forecasts 0.2 percent. Economists have this advice for spending in a way that will boost the economy. Spend them on things other than normal, everyday necessities. Non-ordinary products, especially durable goods, will do more to pick up supply chains. The vouchers can circulate in Taiwan until the end of the year. Economists hope they won't just boost spending per se, but also leave a lasting impact on Taiwan's economic health. Taipei's newest panda, Erbao, is now three weeks old. Not only is she starting to grow black hair around her eyes, she's also reached 4.2 times her birth weight. Her cute images have attracted many fans. The Taipei Zoo says she'll be ready to make a public debut in about six months. The baby panda opens her mouth, stretches, and yawns. Then she sticks out her tongue and sucks on a tiny milk bottle. Taipei's newest panda is now more than 20 days old. Not only is she starting to grow black hair around her eyes, she's also reached 782 grams, which is about 100 grams heavier than her older sister. She can polish off a bottle of milk in just 15 minutes. Every single day, she will have opportunity to come soon. Maybe 
25% of her body weight. Morphologically, we now can see the hair on her body keep growing. The new cub is currently being bottle-fed by zoo staff, but getting milk from Mother Yuanren is no easy task. Zookeepers have to kneel on the ground to collect milk in a container. The Taipei Zoo says they'll be holding a naming event when she is one month old. For now, she's known in different circles as either Erbao or Yuanzai Mei. It's not surprising that fans are eager to meet her. Because we want to see how baby panda look. Kids all like to see baby pandas, so we look forward to meeting this panda. Because she's very cute. The Taipei Zoo predicts that in about six months, Erba will be able to meet visitors. Uh, usually, it will take probably six months. Uh, I think the major reason is because they, uh, this baby, they, uh, we have to make sure that the panda cub can move, can, can walk on her own. So usually it takes six months, and so she can follow the, her mom to uh, maybe to the enclosure to, uh, to see the visitors. The team has been working hard to keep Erbao healthy. They hope that she'll grow up soon so that she'll be able to meet her fans at an early date. For most of the news, Stephanie Yang, Zhang Tingxiang in Taipei. A new basketball league has just been established and is Taiwan's only professional basketball league. On Tuesday, its founder, Blackie Chan, announced the league's official name as P-League Plus. The new league will have four teams, Formosa Dreamers, Pao Yin, Fubang Braves, and a Xinju-based team that will be formed in August. Each team will also be allowed to have two foreign players. P-League Plus is expected to begin its first season this December. What better way is there to stay cool in the summer than shaved ice? An ice shop in Xinju is taking the refreshing treat to the next level, using jade purse lychees to flavor their ice blocks. Then the ice shavings are garnished with colorful, uh, colorful summer fruits to make a dessert hard to resist. A block of frozen lychee juice is loaded on the ice shaver before the machine is turned on. Fluffy flakes bursting with lychee goodness are piled up high on the bowl. Freshly peeled lychees form a ring. Then it's watermelon balls that add a pop of color. This striking dessert is a winner with the kids. The boy is in heaven as he tucks in. The young man across from him takes a spoonful from a bowl just as eye-catching. His is made with strawberry and blueberry shaved ice adorned with orange and green cantaloupe balls. The vibrant combination is candy for the eyes. The two paired together has a special flavor. The bowl looks like a cantaloupe. It's pretty refreshing to eat. This shaved ice shop in Shinju's Jubei makes artisanal desserts with fresh fruits. Customers can enjoy a refreshing treat bursting with fruit. But if you want to get a serving, act fast. The shop sometimes serves just 10 lychee concoctions a day. I really like lychees, so I thought the lychee could probably be made into ice blocks. I didn't expect customers to like them too. When we have more jade purse lychees, we're able to make more ice blocks. But when we don't, we can only sell 10 servings a day. It's not just the desserts that look great. The decor of the parlor itself is a work of art. The store is designed this way because I like it having a vintage look. I try to create a nostalgic atmosphere. Bowl after bowl of multicolored desserts are served up at this retro-shaved ice shop as patrons try to escape the summer heat.